This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 10, Episode 50. This is Writing Excuses, how to hand sell your manuscript to editors and agents. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. And with us today, we have two wonderful guests, Mike Underwood and Marco Palmieri. Introduce yourself. Mike, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I'm Michael Underwood. I'm an author. My uh, first series it starts with Geekomancy, and it is a world where fandom is magic. And because this is Gen Con, I feel right at home. <laughs> I'm also the sales and marketing manager for Angry Robot Books, an award-winning, sci- an award-winning science fiction publisher, and it is super fun to work here. Awesome. If you guys have been listening to our show for a while, you've heard us promo like everything he's ever written at some point uh, because we are all big fans. Marco, tell us about yourself. I'm Marco Palmieri, and I'm a senior editor at Tor Books, where I have the privilege of editing authors like Max Gladstone, Brian Staveley, Cameron Hurley, Wesley Chu, Laura Lamb, Ilana Meyer, and many, many others. And for two weeks, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our topic, uh, Mike, you uh, you pitched this to us, which was uh, you know hand selling hand selling manuscripts. I have zero knowledge of this, and so I just don't think I'm the right guy to ask the questions. Dan, I'm going to ask some questions then instead. Oh, thank you. So um, we are a podcast specifically for aspiring writers, and they you know email us all the time. They talk to us at conventions, and and one of the things they really want to know is how do you you know, you know, I have this book, it's wonderful, and I think that someone will love it and publish it. How do I get it in front of them? And before we get to that question, I want to start with the other question first, which is, what do you not do? Um, you know, a, a lot of people who've never pitched something before, who've never sold anything before, they have no idea. You know, this idea of, of cornering an editor in an elevator and, and, you know, giving them the hard sell. What, what do you hate <laughs> getting that, that they can avoid? Let's start there. Sure. So one of the things you definitely don't want to do is uh, go or try to pitch something to someone when they've specifically told you how to do it and you're not following instructions. Uh, there are <laughs> publishers that take open submissions, but if you send something to them and don't pay attention to those instructions, you are right out. So first read the instructions. It's very important for all things. So do that first. Second, know the market, so know how to sell it. So there's kind of an embedded question here. Um, Reading a bunch is going to be super important. So if you sell your book and compare it to things it has nothing to do with, it has not, you know, there's no chance it's going to sell like this thing, and it's not even conceptually close to that thing. Don't compare your work to those things. You have to be smarter about where you're going to position your work. So this is the thing, like, I've heard countless pitches of, my book is Game of Thrones in space. My book is Game of Thrones with cats. My book is, you know, whatever. And Game of so, Thrones meets Calvin and Hobbes. Okay, I would read the hell out of that. <laughs> Marco, what about you? What, what, uh, what advice can you uh, give our, our listeners to avoid when they are pitching a book, trying to sell a book? Well, I would absolutely echo everything Mike just said and add to it that if you see an editor in person, like at a convention or some other social function. Uh, the three things I, I think that are most important to avoid is, you know, not to interrupt uh, an editor when they're having a conversation with someone else in order to pitch your book. Uh, don't try to pitch your book to an editor while he's eating. 
and don't follow an editor into the bathroom. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess, this is just a wild guess, that all, those, all three of those have happened to you at some point. Oh, there's no need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And well, Marco calls bingo. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on then. What are the good things? What, what's the first piece of starting advice? Aspiring author, I have just finished this book. I want to sell it to someone. Where do I start? Uh, step one is research markets, and within that, editors. So look at what is out there, especially what is really exciting you, and what you think is close to your work. So if you are writing something that's kind of otherworld, weird, with cool stuff that you're doing with magic, then you might look up that Marco Palmieri is the editor of Max Gladstone's The Craft Sequence. So because you know what's going on and who edits what, you already are ahead of the game if you have a work that you think might be applicable to an editor based on what they've already acquired. Mike, let's pretend for a moment that I'm a writer who... Uh, you know, lives in his basement, and you know, you said, you said, research what's out there. Yep. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to look at first to find out what is out there. Am I googling science fiction editors? How do I... uh, one, help? One thing you can do is so if you have local bookstores, you can just walk the shelves, pick up books, flip to the acknowledgments, and almost all writers and mostly the good ones, will thank their editor. So you can... Burn. You, you can... <laughs> um, so you can find it there. Sometimes it's in the dedication. Um, so you can do that. You can look at your favorite writer's websites, and sometimes they'll talk about their editors. And you can go to publisher websites and look on the staff pages or the About Us, and you can find editors. Or if you have access to Publishers Weekly, you can look at new deals, and it will say... Uh, X writer has written this book, which Agent Q has sold to Editor Y. So then you can also see what those editors are buying very recently. You can also find this in Locus magazine. I feel like a lot of this goes back to what you said earlier about knowing your genre in general and reading a lot of it. You know, if you are writing urban fantasy, but you've never read any urban fantasy... First of all, you're probably repeating a lot of tropes and cliches that other people have, have already done to death. And second of all... You know, you're not going to have any idea of where to start with those books, which ones to look in the acknowledgments of. So, so make sure that you're well read. Marco, what, what advice do you give us to this, this hypothetical, aspiring, first-time book pitcher? Well, in addition to the kind of research Mike was saying, there's also uh, some online resources that are really, really valuable. One of them is uh, Publishers Lunch, which is a, um, a, a daily newsletter that reports on deals, who's buying what, and what's being sold. Um, there's the literarymarketplace.com, which is a great way to research agents and editors and what they specialize in. Um, there's also social media. I mean, we live in a miraculous age where we can actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, stay in contact with uh, the editors and agents who are also on social media, and, and, and get a sense. You, you don't get to know them necessarily, but you do get a sense of where their sensibilities are, whether or not those sensibilities may match your own. So that's a good way to do it as well. There's also a wonderful little hashtag on uh, uh, Twitter that occasionally uh, uh, flares up once in a while called MSWL. It's Manuscript Wish List. And uh, uh, editors and agents uh, on occasion will uh, use that hashtag to, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, throw out into the world the kinds of books they're currently looking for at that moment in time. It's a lot of fun to uh, follow. A lot so, of those are great to read. Um, I love to do those. One, one piece of advice I like to give to people, if, if you have the wherewithal to go to a convention, you know, something like, I've seen this at DragonCon and I've seen this at Worldcon, uh, publishers will have an hour-long panel in which they basically do a slideshow of all their upcoming titles. And that's fantastic because you get to sit there for an hour and listen to editors talk about what they love. And that gives you a wonderful sense of, oh, that one I should talk to, and that one probably isn't interested, and she would love it. So there you go. You know, as, a, as an object lesson, uh, we are here recording at Gen Con. And so, yeah, we're recording in front of a live audience, and now everybody in this audience knows who Marco Palmieri is. I'm so sorry to drop <laughs> this. To, they're, go, they're all going to follow you into the bathroom, Marco. Um, Instead, please follow me on Twitter at MXPalmieri. <laughs> there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, when I first started going to conventions, I would see people up on stage, have no idea who they were, but I would listen and listen and listen. And suddenly I realized, oh my goodness, this is the person who personally edited some of my very favorite books. Uh, and that was a that was a thrill for me, and and then I got to meet those people. Yeah. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event now through April first. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, let's take a pause here for our book of the week. And Marco, I believe you are going to pitch one to us today. Yeah, I'm really excited to tell you guys about The Providence of Fire by Brian Stavely, which is the second book in a trilogy called Chronicle of the Unhewn Throne. It's epic fantasy uh, that is set in motion by the assassination of the emperor of a vast and sprawling empire and follows the exploits of his three young adult children who are trying to navigate the treacherous waters that... uh, have been stirred in the wake of the, of the death of their father. Cool. Tell us the title again. The Providence of Fire. Awesome. Audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Start a 30-day free trial membership. Support your favorite writing podcast or writing excuses. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and get a copy of Providence of Fire by Brian Stavely. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Uh, absolutely free. Fantastic. All right. So I've done my research. I know who I want to talk to. I see them at a convention. What do I do next? 
So I think it's for almost all editors, and in my experience, because I've pitched a few editors directly at cons um, and not gotten thrown out. So there you go. Um, it's going to be way easier if you have had a human conversation with the editor first. You can maybe, if you're if you're bold and or very good, have that human conversation and finish it by trying to probe to see if it's okay to pitch. So talk with this editor as a person about the con, about stuff they're excited at, or find something that you have in common that has nothing to do with books. Because then this editor can see that you are engaging as a person and that you're not just there because you're on laser sight, honing, this is an editor, I will sell my book. (laughs) Once you've done that and once you've kind of created enough of a rapport, you can say, I've got a book, you might be interested in it, would it be okay if I gave you a short pitch? And then the editor has a way out. They can say, why don't you... Why don't you email me instead? Or uh, I, I'm not really feeling great right now. So you've reduced the amount of pressure you're putting on them. If they've given you an opening, then you probably want to find the like a, the elevator pitch version of your of your of what makes your book awesome. And you're going to watch and read social cues from the editor to get a sense of whether they are going to be interested in any more. And some editors will will help you out. <laughs> Mark, for those of you not benefiting from the video feed, Marco stopped nodding at everything Michael said and started trembling in terror. <laughs> uh, Michael, so we're here at Gen Con where uh, 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 role-playing game metaphors play well. What you've just told us is that for building our... Uh, building our writer character, charisma is not a dump stat. We, we have to learn how to read social cues. We have to learn how to talk to other people. We have to learn how to go into any conversation, not just with an editor, without interrupting and conversational elephanting our yeah. way, yeah. Yeah. Our way on, in. On the other hand, uh, you've also told us that this is a lot easier than I think a lot of writers think it is. You know, when When you initially said, you know, then you're going to probe to see if it's okay to pitch. Yeah. A lot of our listeners out there were like, okay, I'm going to find out the secret, mystical, subtle... No, the subtle probe was, would it be all right if I pitched it to you? You know, just as yeah. clear and direct yep. and low impact. Yeah. And, and that's easy to do. Because, and this is, it's super hard to do because you're really emotionally invested in your work, but I think it, you, there's a good chance that you're going to have a more positive response by leaving it very much in the editor's hands because some editors are at cons because they want to sign writers and they're going to create that opportunity. And by by doing kind of an, an inquiry probe, you're giving them the ability to control that conversation so they're not made uncomfortable. Awesome. So you talked about pitching. Marco, what can you tell us? What makes a good elevator pitch? Uh, brevity. Um, you know the 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 sh- the shortest co- m- most concise uh, pitch you can come up with. I mean that's why it's called an elevator pitch because you want to be able to communicate it uh, inside the span of an elevator ride with with someone. Yeah, and usually not in an actual elevator. Not in an actual elevator, but the metaphor uh, yeah. sound. Um, yeah, brevities are really important. You want to. Uh, encapsulate it into, you know, what, it, what is it at its core? You know, whether it's a, the emotional core or the dramatic core, get it down, the, get it down to its essence. Um, the kind of thing that Mike was talking about earlier, I happen to like, you know, if, if you, you know, it's, um, you know, Dresden Files meets Planet of the Apes. That's, 
that's a perfectly decent elevator pitch as far as I'm concerned. I won't necessarily buy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Dresden Files meets Planet of the Apes, but it's a good elevator pitch. Have you heard that one? Because now I want to write it. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's the, talk. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, See I how have, easy this was. No, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a question for Marco. Yeah. If, if you and I are meeting for the first time, and I let drop in a very conversationally natural way, you know, oh, you know, I write. Um, are you going to lead with a question like, well, you know, what do you write? I might. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very much inclined to do that in a setting like this because that's partly why I'm here. It's like to get to know people and to. You know, especially people who are interested in in the same business I am, and to you know see if there's any common ground that we share, which might lead to a professional relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm pursuing that aggr uh, aggressively. Right. It's not always going to happen. But if it's but... going to happen organically, I, I I absolutely have no problem encouraging it. You know that that's a good point to bring up. That uh, you know you don't need to be afraid in in a convention setting to approach an editor because most of them. Are, are at that convention to work. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's part of their job is to find new books and new authors. So, you know, you're not imposing on them. You're part of their job. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's actually very flattering. I mean, you know, to, to, to have someone actually want to talk to you because they, they um, you know, you, you um, somehow represent uh, uh, something that they feel that they, you know, uh, a passion that, that, that you share with them. Um, Awesome. Well, I believe we are about out of time. So thanks both of you for being on the show. I think this has been incredibly helpful to our listeners. And uh, I believe we have a writing prompt. All right. So your character has to go undercover at a, a writing uh, conference and get access to an editor so that you can steal a super secret manuscript. Figure out how they are going to case the editor, their interests, and pitch them so that they can then get access to the secret USB with the Manuscript of Awesomeness. Excellent. <laughs> the Manuscript of Awesomeness. They have to do it without following the guy into the bathroom. Yep. Okay. okay, so the, the bathroom and the elevator are off limits. Yep, in they, your, okay, great. very good. All right, well, thank you very much. And uh, for our listeners, you are out of excuses. Now go write. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storytellers' stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like... Do you want to do a one-on-one -on -one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus.